Welcome back, Lumberjack fans. Here we are, the very end of the season, and now we're having like a ton of games, uh, four games within a one-week span. So we have we have lots Hello, coming asshole. up, coming up right here at the end. So um, for this episode, we're gonna try to knock out two tonight. We'll see what happens. But um, this one, we are recapping the Northwestern game from Wednesday of last week. Uh, and we, like we had said on the on the UNO podcast, we kind of decided last minute on a whim to make a little road trip out of that one. Um, might be the we last, did. might be the last time that we play in, in Natchitoches for a while. Yeah. Which is kind of bittersweet to be honest with you. I mean, it's a quick road trip. We love going to Natchitoches. We love going over there. Um, mainly because of the food, let's just be honest. And Natchitoches is a cute little, yeah. cute little city. I mean, it's our sister city. You know, it, it feels like, literally the Nacogdoches of Louisiana. Like if you had to imagine a town like Nacogdoches in Louisiana, it would look like Natchitoches. You know, it's kind of the same, you know, kind of small town, little country feel with the brick street. Um, So it's just a really fun little trip, but it may be, like you said, the last time we go for a while, because that was our last time playing the demons in Natchitoches as Southland Conference opponents so yeah who so, knows so who we, knows when we play and we have no idea if they're going to ever schedule any football games with each other for chief Cato. so fingers crossed no idea but but yeah so we made we made a little road trip of it uh went over there got there about 4 30 ish or so um Mm-hmm. We're gonna have dinner and drinks, so we we went to Maglio's. I hope I'm saying that correctly. I think that's right. It looks correct. right. It sounds right. Um, so Maglio's on the river. Uh, we did get to meet up with one of my besties from high school, uh, Danielle, who she went to Northwestern and graduated and just stayed there. Um, so she got to meet up with us for dinner and drinks, which was so much fun. Um, Absolutely, it was. It was nice to catch up. For you yeah. and her to catch up specifically, you yeah, know, because obviously you haven't really seen each other in a while, and uh, yeah, and that food was so good. It was so good, and yeah, it was so great. Uh, she and I played basketball together in high school, so we had we had lots of lots of up and down times together, lots of lots of bonding. Um, so we had lots to catch up on. So that was that was fun, and of course the food was amazing. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, and I love Danielle. She's super sweet. So the food, let's just let's just talk about this for a second. The food was sensational. I can't wait to even just go back to Natchitoches just for a little weekend, hang out with Danielle, and go on the river. Yeah. Um, they do, like, little river boat tours and stuff like that. But the food was so good. Like, I had a uh, Caesar salad, but the Caesar salad with chicken. Um, I know it's like, why would you get that in a Cajun place? Yeah. Well, A, because I had a really heavy lunch, so I was like, I've got to just have a salad. But we did order some for an appetizer, some of these really cool, like I had these, uh, it's like pecan-crusted shrimp with like a spicy glaze on it. Like, oh boy, those were really, really good. And then Jacqueline, said she had ordered a bunch of stuff. What'd you order? Yeah, I pretty much ordered all appetizers, but there were just so many things I wanted. Um, I got some mini meat pies because you you can't go to Natchitoches without getting some meat pies. That's just a staple. You can't. Um, and then I got crab cakes, of course. Mm-hmm. Crab cakes are my favorite. Um, 
So if I go anywhere, they really are your favorite. Yeah, if I go anywhere that has good seafood, I'm gonna get crab cakes. Um, and then what? I think I got sweet potato fries because I can't I can't pass up sweet potatoes on a menu either. You did get sweet potato fries, yeah. So you got those two, and I did have one of your meat pies because, um, of course, like you said, you can't go to Natchitoches and or Louisiana and at least not have a meat pie. So um, which were really good, and like the dipping sauce was oh, actually yeah, it was a little bit it was, it was like tangy, but like a little bit spicy, but not too spicy. It was just like. If I had like if I had like describe it, I would say it was like almost like spicy cane sauce. Yes, I was gonna say yes. the exact same thing. Yep. Okay, yeah. So that's kind of like how you would envision that meal. Um, and then of course we had some drinks with that. I had some sort of like I don't even know what you would call it. Some sort of like mixed fruity blue Hawaiian beverage thingamajiggy with rum and Malibu, what that is rum, with Malibu, like Hawaiian, something, something, I don't know. It was blue and delicious. That's all you needed to know. That's all you get. It was freaking good. Yeah, it was. It did look good. And I, I had some sort of Pimm's Cup type mixed drink, which was really good. That's kind of my new favorite, so. Right. I think the funniest part of the whole meal was when we were sitting there talking, and then all of a sudden a, a bird shat in Danielle's uh, dirty martini. And it made it like extra dirty. And it was just the funniest part. <laughs> like, just sitting outside on the really cute little, you know, platform deck by the river. And then all of a sudden just talking and Danielle's holding her cup, her, her dirty martini. And all of a sudden you just see like something splashing into the cup and like martini just splashing all over the table. And we're like, what was that? And she looks in and it's <laughs> I mean, I was telling my mom about that, and I was like, it was the wildest thing, because I'm just sitting there, and it literally splashed onto me, and I'm like... I know. It was, a, what, it was a major dookie. Did one of your olives, like, just explode? I don't understand what just happened. At first, that's what I thought. I was like, maybe like a like some sort of, like, pine cone or, <laughs> or something, or like a branch, like, fell, because it made a splash, and I was like, what the <laughs> fuck was that? And then the fact that she looked into the cup, and you could see, like, the, the white turd... Just, like, floating. Just float out yeah oh my god God. it was just wild i mean i mean the perfect moment that she just had the cup up and it it perfectly dropped right in because if it wouldn't have dropped in her cup it would have either dropped in her lap or into her food so it was like i don't know which run you'd prefer either get it on your clothes or get it in your food or get it in your drink it was just so funny anyway so that was our fun little pre-game meal and of course uh maglio's is uh it's like you said near the river it's what's called maglio's on the river and it's like right there in downtown and so um from there to uh prather coliseum is just a quick like maybe couple minutes five minute drive down some really shitty roads but what (laughs) else is new for 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 louisiana really shitty no no offense to all the cajuns listening in but your roads are the absolute worst. They were I'm bad. Sure you probably know that. Yeah. Like I hit one pothole that we were both like, "Uh, is the tire about like, to be flat? I don't know." I legit thought that you might have popped a tire on that one because then again, and the roads are so small because it's an old town. Like, yeah, you can't really like swerve to avoid it because there's it's a two lane road, so you're gonna hit another car if you try to. Like, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, but it is a short little jaunt over to the Coliseum to their auditorium there and uh 
it was easy getting in. We had our tickets on our phone and we were just ready to go. So let's start talking about some background and history between us and the demons of Nakedish. Yes. Okay. So there are matchups with them. Um, was 39 wins and 34 losses. Um, so our largest margin of victory with them was 97 to 50 in 2018. Uh, going into that game, and the smallest margin of victory was 64-63 in 2013. Um, our last matchup with them was earlier this season in January. We beat them 86 to 74. Um, so let me see. Uh, I did not update the their current overall standings um oh uh Nakedish? well yeah. we beat them then and I, uh, well, hold on hold on well then they were two and 13 overall so let's see what they are now oh well they okay so they're eight and 15 okay and oh that's right because they were on a six game winning streak so they yeah massively yeah. kind of turned it around they did they did so we snapped their win streak yeah so because it's on the it's on the box score so yeah they're eight well they're at that moment they were eight and 15 seven and five in the southland i don't know if that's exactly what they are currently today our lord and savior february <laughs> the 28th but <laughs> that's what they were the night that we whooped that ass yeah. uh <laughs> Okay, so hold on, and I'll I'll tell you the people they have beat since. Um, okay, yeah. Since Let me then. just take a quick sip of my white Zinfandel, because I'm going to need it if we're going to talk about the Lamar game, too, later on. Yeah, you're going to need that drink. I, sh- I should have poured myself up something, but... You still have um, time. We, we haven't even made it yet. For the, for, we haven't got it there. Uh, while Jacqueline's looking that up, she can also, or we'll kind of talk about, um, so the attendance there, it, it felt like it was actually like a normal game there. Like it didn't even feel like they yeah. had any, uh, like restrictions as to attendance wise, because usually the attendance there is always kind of like up in the air. It's never like packed and it's never like empty like it's always a decent healthy attendance for the most part and plus their their max attendance I don't even know what they consider to be their max attendance in that because it's just like it's kind of like a big building and like they play basketball on one half of the court and then on the other half I don't know what the hell that is maybe volleyball I don't know anyway so their attendance was listed as 1086 yeah, it felt it felt about average. Um, but okay. I felt about average and yeah. normal, even post pre COVID. So it's fine. Yeah. Okay. So their their losses this season, um, which we went over most of these the last time, but it was Texas Tech, UT Arlington, La Tech, TCU, University of Louisiana Monroe, Tulsa, Missouri State, Gonzaga twice, two days in a row, Washington State, Houston Baptist, and Current Word Nichols. Um, and their wins were champion Christian College and McNeese. So since then, they have beat – well, they lost to us um, mm-hmm. the first time around. They 
be southeastern Louisiana, UNO, Central Arkansas, Incarnate Word, McNeese, and Houston Baptist, all leading up to uh, playing against us. Um, So, of course, then we, we handed them that that loss to break their, their six game win streak. Um, right. And we won 83 to 57. Uh, we had Rati back in the starting lineup and one super random unbasketball related note that we have to mention because <laughs> we tweeted about it were coach Mike's pants were. Oh, those pants wild and y'all have to go look at our our tweet about it if you didn't see them but they were literally like purple and white diamond check pants right so it's uh <coughs> it's funny because he 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 was probably wearing them for like mardi gras and i'm sure that's probably like the pants he like you know brings out every year for mardi gras which is totally fine like, I, I enjoy a bold fashion risk by coaches. I think it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Those are not the pants that bothered me. I think what bothered me more were the pants that the NSU fans Twitter sent to us, and it was purple, orange, and white diamond checkered pants. Now, those pants made me want to gag in my mouth because it had orange, purple, and white all together, yeah. and those are just three colors that should just never be mixed together. Ever, 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 ever. Yeah, it was awful. Those were awful. awful. The, the purple and white yeah, ones those are were right. just too much. They, I mean, they were kind of like giving me yeah. golf, golf vibes almost. Um, oh, I know. That was one of the first things I said. Was was like, you know what? Those pants remind me of something that like John Daly would wear um, because he was always so well known, and he still is well known for his golfing attire, particularly his pants. Yeah. And if you know who John Daly is. Make sure when you listen to this podcast, you tell me, give me a shout. Because if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. Like, yeah, if, if you, you know, you know. Just go Google John Daly golf pants. And you have everything you need to know. So, it wild golf pants. Wild, wild. Yeah, and there was another golfer my parents mentioned. I think his name was Stuart Payne. Something Payne. can't remember. He was the one who was, like, killed in a plane accident plane crash or something anyway he used to wear some like far out but he actually wore like the because i know what you're saying john daly definitely the wore the ones that were um crazy prints like that but they were usually like normal pants but uh Payne stewart i've flipped the names Payne stewart used to wear like the actual like um golf style pants where you have like the tall socks and they're like but yeah. you know what i mean like bunchy at like uh capri pant length or whatever anyway right yeah but yeah, the, yeah was, like those are like the original yeah like, golfing pants yeah yeah just again bold fashion choice i didn't hate it i thought it was <laughs> i i loved it from mike mike is a just a good stand-up <laughs> dude he's been a coach there for probably it feels like fucking like generations like decades but a bold fashion choice i love it I was for it. I just thought it was hilarious. Like I'm, I'm here for it. I wouldn't mind seeing Keller in some sort of like checkered out purple <laughs> and white suit or something, or like a patent let like a like a velvet suit or something. That'd be funny. Like a purple velvet, like a velour uh, leisure yes. suit. Yes, that would be yes. really funny. You know what I really want, and I know Ryan Ivy probably isn't listening to us right now, but you know what I would really go for is like a throwback basketball night. 
where like not only are the players wearing like throwback jerseys and stuff, but also like the coaches wear like 70s, 80s style like sport coats and jackets and stuff. And it's just, I mean, everybody goes all out. And then like we have that as like a theme night where everybody wears like 70s or depending on the decade stuff in the in the in the fans like in the stands now that's how you engage the fans baby yeah i would love that would be such a fun theme night it really would oh we would go all out for that i don't care what the decade i'd go all out for it i don't care what it is yeah let's do it yeah so ryan ivy if you're listening which you're probably not we'll have to just send him a separate <laughs> message on that but yeah. anyway yeah okay so Southland standings we're gonna hold off on those because obviously we're doing this podcast a few days after and there have been many games played and so they're not gonna be accurate so we'll wait so if you want to know what the Southland standings are a google them (laughs) or b wait for the Lamar podcast yeah we'll talk about standings there so uh what is Siri talking to or yeah I love how whenever I just say something Alexa uh if I just say one word, my my poor little Google thing thinks I'm talking to it. So the the fact that I said I said go Google it, oh, it, yeah. it started talking to me. Anyway, so go ahead and talk about the, <laughs> the stats from this game. Okay, so Sean Kennedy stat section. We had field goal percentage of fifty two point three percent. Um, our three point percentage is thirty three point three percent. Nice. Uh, free throw percentage, thirty nine point one. Womp womp womp. We should have one of the little uh, sound effects like they had during the game. Oh, don't worry. I'll put a womp womp on there. <laughs> I could do a womp womp. I uh, could put a womp womp uh, somewhere and be like, "This is a shout out." I'll put it after we finish the podcast. I'll throw it in there before we do our sound off music. This is this will go out to all the soundboard guys at Northwestern. It'll be a womp womp, and then maybe like a yay, and like <laughs> a game thing. Those are the exact. I'm not even kidding. The exact same sounds that are on our podcast thing. So like, the, I, I don't. I mm, yeah, they were mm. very simple uh, sound effects. Anyhow, um, okay. Points in the paint, fifty two. 52 points in the paint. Amazing. Uh, points off turnovers, we had 30. Uh, we haven't had that high of a points off turnovers this season, I don't believe. Um, I don't think so. Second chance points, we had 18. Fast break points, <clears throat> we had 15. Bench points, we had 26. Uh, rebounds total, we had 39. Um, 14 offensive boards and 25 defensive boards. We had 22 fouls. We had only nine turnovers. And we forced 19 turnovers. We had 11 steals and one block. So our game leaders, uh, we had Gavin with 21 points, nine rebounds. Just barely missed that double-double. One assist and three steals. David had 16 points, two rebounds, and four assists. And Nigel's right behind David with 14 points, two rebounds, three assists, and two steals. Um. So, pretty nice little stack up there. Actually, I'm shocked that Gavin didn't have more points uh, because of how much he was just dominating um, in the paint. But, I digress. Uh, So, my feats of strength, my starting five. So, number one, just... Oh, I think I actually put more than five. 
It's all right. I did. I put Just six. Come. You'll be all right. Whatever. Um... So, well, the first one is totally unbasketball related. So, we'll just say that. I really needed that outing. Like, personally, nothing related to basketball. Like, I just needed that little outing. Um, if you know, you know. But, like, you know, I was cooped up for two weeks in January with COVID. I was cooped up a week this month, this past month with the snow apocalypse. Like, just been busy at work. Lots of other random shit going on and I, I just needed your girl needed a day out so when Alex texted me and was like hey uh do you want to go I was like yes hell yes I need to get out um so it was yeah. good and uh, you know having our little road trip and then getting to getting to catch up with Danielle and all that it was just it was awesome I needed it so um you know sometimes you, you just did, and I- need those little those little day trips and yeah you do, you do, and I kind of had a feeling that you were just honestly itching to go, just just go somewhere, and I was like, well, you know, I was like totally unrelated, you know, there's a game coming up on Wednesday, like, do you want to go? Like, it might be the last time we go to Natchitoches for a long time, like, it's only two hours away, barely, you know, it's right across the border, it, we don't have to go to work for the next day or anything, so we should just go, and her, like, she responded so quickly, like, yes, like, oh my fucking god, yes, kind of a thing, so... <laughs> Easy, yes. So, yeah. So, that was that. Um, obviously, us breaking their longest. So, we broke their six-game winning streak, but I went back and watched um, the the video feed of it afterwards. And so, I heard their, their commentator say that that was their longest win streak since 2014. The six games. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so there's that, uh, just, this is totally small and random, but it it was so worth it because we, we talked about the last time we played them, how, how big their number 32 is. I mean, I would have to look up the dude's like stats. I mean, he just is on height and weight because I mean, he is, we can just call him big boy. Like he's a freaking linebacker and Nana blocked him. So yeah. Yay for that. Skinny little Nana blocked big boy's shot. It was great. It was amazing. Um, so their bigs got into foul trouble early because they just could not contain uh, Gavin. So that was that was nice. Um, and their mm-hmm. their commentator actually, when I watched the game back, he was pretty decent. Like I'll give him uh, props. He was he was good. He was very unbiased. Like gave a fair representation of the game. Um, you know, wasn't just like giving them fan service the whole time or whatever. Um, it's really knowledgeable. He was very good. And, uh, he said that we had sneaky transition and I was like, yeah, that's a good point. We really did look very good, um, in transition. So that was, that was nice. Um, and then I had a few notes for offense. Uh, Charlie made some nice moves. He got, uh, five points and four rebounds. Um, David had some great shots. He was seven of nine on field goals and two of four from the three. Uh, Nigel had some really nice drives. Like we said, he was in the starting. I mean, not the starting. He was in kind of the, the leaders um, point-wise. Um, we had single-digit turnovers. I think that's maybe happened one other time this season, if I remember correctly. Uh, I, maybe I twice. I think you're right. Maybe twice. Maybe. But single-digit turnovers is always a big thing for us, man. Yeah, and it was literally like when – we were three quarters through the game. We were uh, with 10 minutes left in the second half. We only had five turnovers. And I was like, what the heck, man? 
Um, which, of course, then at the end, you know, we're going to try to play the bench, so there may end up being a few more, but that was amazing. Um, and then freaking our boy Russell got put in and just made a huge three. So. I was shooketh. I mean, I. <laughs> that was part of mine, too, because I, I totally said that as well. Um, were you were you going or were you still going? No, that was my last one. Oh, that, that, that yeah. Okay, so that was it. Yeah, yeah. So that was one of my uh, one of my feats of strength as well. It was Russell for the three there, where like literally towards the end. I mean, he only was in for two minutes, and like you know, we're all in the stands, and even on the bench, they're all just like cheering him on. It kind of felt like Tyler Zimney of last season. Yeah. Where every time Tyler would be good, it would be like Tyler, Tyler. So same kind of thing. And so uh, Russell came in, and everybody was really kind of like cheering him on to get to shoot, to shoot, and, and um, you know he had the ball a couple times, and we thought he was going to go for it, and then he passed it again, and and then finally he got a good open look, and he drained that some bitch, and man, I thought the bench was going to absolutely lose their minds. Yeah. It was so funny. So proud of him for doing that. Coming in the last couple minutes, like couple minute seconds of the game, and he drains a three. Just out yeah, of no I was so happy for him. And y'all should go watch the the little video from the locker room. Uh, I think they tweeted it on SFA Men's Basketball when they they all mm-hmm. went. You know, Keller gave him a good little shout out for his shot, and they yeah. they all went wild and were just pouring Gatorade and all over him. And, him. Yeah, they just they. It was a fun little yeah. celebration for him in the locker room. Um. So yeah, that was good. Obviously, one of my one of my feats of strength again isn't necessarily basketball related, but it's you know the, the, we had an amazing drive, good time to catch up. It was nice scenery, minus all the tree limbs down from the snow, which was again yes. also pretty wild to see all that. Uh, but nice dinner on the river. We had a nice little time. It was just a nice. It's just it's always nice to just get out of town, even if it's just for a few hours, you know. Um, and just kind of stretch your legs and breathe some some fresh air for a little bit. So that was really nice. Uh, David, man, love to see him. Love to see it when he's playing well. You know, seven and nine field goal, two for three or two for four on threes. He had some nice pull up jays. He was playing well again. Um, we were creating good turnovers on D. Had nineteen total, uh, or they had nineteen. I'm sorry, Northwestern had nineteen total. Again, we only had nine all caps nine turnovers like we mentioned earlier just absolutely outstanding that doesn't happen often for us but when we when we have a game where we don't have double digit turnovers you know that we're going to probably come out of there victorious um because as you can see as a kind of contrast to this game to the next game we played lamar coming up like yikes anyway um 52 points in paint, 26 bench points. All of that were great. A lot of those bench points, by the way, were from Nigel. He had 14 points, and he came off the bench. Um, so that was really good. Shout out to Nigel there. He played a good game. And, um, again, they they were trying to stop Gavin down there in the paint. They couldn't, man. He almost had a double-double. He had nine rebounds. Only had two personal fouls, too. But those two personal fouls on him, at least one of them was kind of weak sauce. I think, but that's personal opinion on that. So, uh, and I've already talked about Russell, so let's go ahead and move to our other favorite category, the... With the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now, you're going to hear about... All 
can echo a little bit. Mm-hmm. There wasn't too much to rag on. Um, there were obviously a few things. Again, we're not perfect. There's going to be a few things that we're going to be not so happy about. But uh, there wasn't a lot, a lot, a lot to rag on and nitpick specifically. Uh, the one thing I want to talk about were those effing sound effects that we mentioned mm-hmm. earlier. I had about enough of those in the first half. Like I, like I was up to like here again, mm. up to here. I'm putting my hand above my head, like five inches, like up to here <laughs> with sound effects. I was over those, the womp womps, the, the canned, like cheering, clapping crowd from like a 1970s sitcom, the, the video game things. Like, yeah. I swear that was like the old school Mario. Like, um, when you got coins, one of those was that sound yeah. effect. And I think one of them was like, when you get the mushroom in Mario and you're like, oh. you know, uh, and here's my thing. I have no problem with sound effects, <laughs> but every freaking play, whether it be, you know, uh, shooting free throws, a three pointer, uh, somebody getting fouled, blah, blah, like spread it out a little bit. Like if I were the players or if I were the people on the stands, like I would have pulled my hair out by like home game number two. I would have been like, that's it. I'm not coming back to these fucking home games. As long as as y'all are playing these sound effects, I'm staying my ass home. And then the worst part was, was that when I tweeted that I was so over the sound effects, you could actually hear the sound effects on the stream. Even if you were watching from home on the streams, you couldn't escape them. No. It was just, I was so over those. That's just for, for me, like, I'm sorry. Like, I feel like sound effects like that, while fun every once in a while just sound really like juvenile and I just don't like if you're gonna do sounds like do you know um do you know songs and things like that like or do sound effects every once in a while but not after every stinking play it was a lot it's just too much um also they didn't have any beer for sale which I was shocked it's Louisiana like I mean we go to freaking Louisiana Monroe and they got beer for sale so why the heck do they not have any beer for sale at Natchitoches? Like, what is this? That's a good uh, point. I was surprised by that, too. Yeah. Didn't have any beer for sale, so boo on that. And then they didn't take cards at the concession stand. So what are we, in 2010? Like, what is this? The Ice Age? is bullshit. <laughs> That's boo, too. Boo on you for those two things. You know, who takes cash? What is this? My yeah, God. Yeah, I was, I was I mean, shook when I walked down there to get us waters and... They only took cash, and I'm like, uh, yeah. do you have an ATM? And they're like, what? And I'm like, okay, never mind. Yeah, it's like, okay, if you're going to take cash, at least, like, put an ATM nearby. Or, I mean, if, if you don't want if you don't want to take cards because of, like, obviously, I know there's, like, a charge associated with cards. Like, set up, like, a Venmo account or something or, like, a PayPal account for God's sake or something. Like, I mean, not having an ATM there is a huge missed opportunity because one of the banks in town could be making moolah off of ATM fees there. I mean, I'm just saying. Oh, for sure. For sure. Anyway, so that was just stupid. That's just, and again, dumb, stupid. Sometimes I feel like when we go to Louisiana, like, again, I'm not saying this as an offense to any of our Cajuns listening, like, typically to you, but I'm just saying, like, sometimes when I go to Louisiana, I feel like I'm in the fucking Stone Age. Like, I thought Nacogdoches in East Texas was sometimes, like, 
back in the Stone Age, yeah. which there are places where it is. But, like, I feel like we went to a semi-touristy town and to a major university in such touristy town, and you couldn't even use a credit card to buy water at the game. Like, yeah. The fuck is that? Anywho, um, we let them shoot some really nice, like, wide-open threes, especially towards the end of the game. And, again, that's just, you know, how the cookie kind of crumbles towards the end of games. I mean, they did make six of, like, I think it was, what, like, 15 or something like that? I don't even know how many. Um, 22. 22. Yeah. So it wasn't, like, a huge, like, ooh. Again, they didn't have a lot to rag on. So I was trying to find things to rag on. So I guess the fact that they made six three-pointers out of the 22 that they attempted – Oh, God, how could you? Um, and then, let's see here. Uh, let some kid named Yovan, which has major PTSD for me and Jacqueline. Uh, and we talked about that on the last time that we played them, too. Yeah, so some kid there named Yovan, again, <laughs> spelled the same, major PTSD here. Let them have the high, let that guy have the high point. He wasn't even a starter. He came off the bench. So that was hurtful. Uh, yeah, and DeAndre having four turnovers himself out of the total nine we had. That's not the best yeah, stuff there. That's not uh, good. Not the best. And then Charlie almost fouling out. Get it together, kid. Get it together, country. Foul or <laughs> fouls. Uh, but he was really the only guy that was in extreme foul trouble. I mean, there was a couple with three, I think, but. Uh, Calvin had three, Cameron had three, Nana had three, but other than that, uh, Charlie was like the only one in serious danger of fouling, which normally is Calvin. Yeah. Chalking. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Anyhow. So, yeah, yeah, not, not too many negative things. So, you know, we're just nitpicking here to, mm-hmm. to go over what we can, but, um, to, to echo what Alex was saying on the threes. So we let them make a three on the very first possession. And I'm just like, what are we doing? Um, and it was LaTerrence Reed. And then he had another three within the first like minute and a half. I'm like, mm-hmm. back to back, we're just going to let this kid sink threes on us. Um, yeah. Gavin, well, Gavin did have a great game. He had some shitty free throws. He was 50% from the free throw line, which, again, like I am nitpicking. But if, if you're the big man and you're – scoring all these points in the paint, you, you got to come bring your A game on your free throws because especially when we play these teams that can't guard you, you're going to end up mm-hmm. making it to the line. So, got to be able to do better than 50%. Um, well, I agree too, 100%. It's crazy with him because I feel like he's super hot and cold. Like, he'll have really good free throw shooting days and nights where he's like, you know, 9 of 10 or 8 of 10, like he's doing really well. And then I'll have, like, nights like this where he's, like, 50% or below. You know, it's, like, it's super hot and cold. Like, he's not very consistent on the free throws. Not at all. Um, and, uh, and another negative point on free throws, like I said in the stats, our free throw percentage was abysmal at 39.1. I mean, our free that throw percentage should never be below 50. Like, should never mm-hmm. be. Um, really shouldn't be below, like, 60, in my opinion. But we weren't even at 40 percent it's just not good um and the one person who is like usually always hitting free throws like boom 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 rati zero for zero he didn't even shoot any yeah which is 
Yeah, that would have helped. That would have helped our percentage out, but a a lot because usually, again, like he's one guy we can count on to actually like drain his free throws like pretty consistently. Um, Him and David, and David was zero for one too, and I'm like, what the is going on? Or yeah, zero for one. Yeah, it was. There was was there was nobody who was. Oh wait, there was one person. Calvin was actually solid on his free throws, which is again. Yeah, two for two. Shock. Shock. Um, so one of my other negative notes was, and I mean, again, nitpicking, Calvin had a foul within the first minute, but that's also not super unexpected. But I'm like, just within the first minute, come on. Like, let's play one minute. One minute without getting a foul. Um, one minute into the game. Uh, that could happen with him. would be great. And we did, we did allow them a backdoor dunk, which I just, you know, like we've said before, the backdoors – suck when it happens to us and especially when you let them get like a nasty dunk it's just like yeah because that can be a real like you know uh, yeah it can be a real spark like it can it it can can be a real like tone changer in a game it can either like help your team or hurt your team like if you're the one getting a backdoor dunk on someone like that could be like what changes the tone of the game into your favor and really kind of take over the game from there. Cause then it might be an also like morale shitter for the other team and vice versa. So you mean like a backdoor dunks like that or big major dunks like that can like be really like, can, can be a catalyst for a game in different directions. So I know. Ugh, yeah. Thankfully it wasn't anything. Yeah. It was, it wasn't enough to change the tempo. So that was good. Right. Okay. So, Talked about the game. We recapped it, gave our pros, gave our cons. Let's talk about the one word we can describe the entire game. So for me, I mentioned this word before when I was talking about, you know, this potentially being the last time we play in Natchitoches for a long time because of us changing leagues and going to the WAC. So my word was bittersweet with a hyphen in the middle, again, to make it one word. <laughs> I cheated a little bit. Although I think bittersweet is one it's, word. It's one word. Yeah, no hyphen. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so never mind. I don't feel so bad. Anywho, um, so anyway, I, I say bittersweet just because, again, like, we have no idea if, when, in the future, I hope somewhere down the line, we do actually get to play basketball again in Nacogdoches and they get to come here to Nacogdoches again. But it, we have no idea because we don't know how long the Southland and all these Southland teams that are going to be left in the league are going to be salty and – you know, or if they're salty at all. We don't know, but hopefully we can get things worked out and play them in football again. I mean, if not, then I guess just that's too bad for them because we get to keep Chief Cato because we have him currently, which I'm not mad about. Yeah, for not, football. not um, going to complain about that. But it's just, a, it's just obviously it's a long, long rivalry that is coming to an end and, uh, conference-wise. So it is a little bit bittersweet. Although I am over the moon excited to have the WAC and go to a new competition and have better competition, but it is a little, it's a little bit of bittersweet though. Yeah. Um, so my, my word was similar to that and it was definitely more over like the experience and the game itself. But I, I said nostalgic cause you know, like what you said, it's, it's just, that's been our, our rivalry forever. Um, so there's, there's a lot of history there and then and then also just you know the the trip itself and going to Natchitoches and it's our sister city and 
and meeting up with, you know, one of my high school teammates. It was just the whole experience to me was just super nostalgic and it was it was a good it was a good day. I'm glad we did it. So Yeah. I am as well. I am as well. I agree. One hundred and twenty percent. Um so let's go ahead and talk about our favorite thing, uh license plates. So <laughs> what a great transition, right? Yeah. I mean we're just knocking it out of the park here. So again, it's a classic win-win. You get the sweet plate to show your SFA pride and the athletic teams get about 50% of the purchase price. Really tired of seeing all these UT, Texas A&M, even Sam Houston plates on the road. Actually, let me back up. I barely ever see any Sam Houston plates on the road. I've never seen a Sam Houston plate. I never see Sam Houston plates. So either I would assume that there is a Sam Houston plate. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe nobody wants it. Nobody wants it. Sucks to suck. Anyway, um, but yeah, UT, NM, Texas Tech, you know, I'm tired of seeing those plates on the road. I want to see more purple plates on the road. Pretty purple, purple over maroon, over red, over ugly, burnt orange. So get yourself an SFA My Plate. When you buy a five year personalized purple SFA plate from MyPlates.com, SFA Athletics takes in almost $250. From that purchase, it's an easy, fun way to support your favorite teams. Once you own an SFA plate and keep it, when you renew, SFA Athletics gets 95% of that fee. That's nearly 400 doll hairs. <laughs> Count it, doll hairs. So if you have the old SFA plate or a different SFA plate, I mean, or a different my plate, uh, and want to switch it over to the new purple plate, easy, easy, lemon squeezy. Just call their customer service for about 50 bucks. You can get a restyle to the SFA plate and get it shipped directly to your home. No sweat. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy, not difficult, difficult, lemon difficult. Anyway, so <laughs> go to www.myplates.com slash lumberjacks. Get up to a $50 rebate. It takes only a few minutes to do this. Again, www.myplates.com slash lumberjacks. Go get you your my plate, my friends. And rep your favorite team, your alma mater, on your car forever, or at least for five years. Yeah, do it. You won't regret it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. So let me check my phone. I don't know if we have any comments about specifically that game. Uh, Doesn't look like it. I think we are good to go. No comments for the Nackish game. So I think we are good to end it, my darling. Okay. Yeah, so like we said, we'll, we'll wrap it all up on the next one. But um, since the Lamar game has passed now, we only have three games left all this next week. We have tomorrow, Monday, March 1st. We play at 3 p.m. at UCA. Uh, so you should be able to tune in and watch that online. That's what we're going to try to do. Um, Wednesday night, last home game versus ACU, which is a huge, huge game. So everyone be there. Um, and it's, you know, senior night, of course. Uh, and then Saturday, we play at 5 p.m. on the road at Sam Houston, which will be another doubleheader, short little road trip. Y'all should make that and show up for the Lady Jacks and the Lumberjacks at oh, Sam. Yes, the Lady Jacks. Oh, my God. Shout out to them for winning the Southland Conference title outright. What? I mean, they obviously won the same night we were in Nekadish. 
Um, so cheers to them. They did the, they did the, uh, you know, the hoop cutting and all that stuff. They celebrated the confetti, the whole nine yards. So proud of them. They deserve it. That team has been absolutely dominant, dominant, dominant. So shout out to the girls. Shout out to Coach Kellogg and his coaching staff. Shout out to all the faithful Lady Jack fans out there. Like, they have been on an abs. I mean, they woke up and chose violence. Yeah, the, so that was a crazy game. They did end up scoring 114, which is crazy. But also, at first, when they uh, tweeted the ending score, <laughs> they typoed it and put 144. And we were like, what <laughs> in the actual <laughs> hell happened? Well, it was on. It was on my phone. It wasn't necessarily on oh, ESPN. Okay. Okay. It was on. It was on my Google. Because like whenever I flip on my Google um, news area, it says like you know if I have my favorite teams if they're playing, it'll say like what the score is. So I just flipped it over and it showed the Lumberjack score at halftime or whatever it was, and then it showed the SFA ladies score, and I was like, it said one forty four, and I was like, there's no way. At the same time, I, I believed it. Cause it, it's that. Yeah. So I was like, bro. So I screenshotted it and posted it. And I was like, this is absolute violence. And then of course they went back and fixed it to one fourteen. but I was like, honestly, I, I would have believed the one forty four. Yeah. Like I, I, I wouldn't have put it past them to score one, to drop 144 points on someone because they're that savage of a team. So it was so and then wild. we had our and then we had our baseball boys, uh, BOU yes. in Arlington a few days ago, and that was a huge top twenty five upset. So I mean, man, we are just rocking and effing rolling. So we're I'm, I'm excited for baseball season. I'm a big baseball nut. Jacqueline actually enjoys baseball. I do. Um, yeah. So we're gonna as soon as basketball season's over here, we're gonna check. Um, the uh, the basketball the basketball the baseball schedule and find some uh, find some baseball home games to attend um, and go and possibly do some live broadcasting yeah. on our uh, podcast platform for uh, for some baseball we'll have to see coach coach Cardenas is getting trying to get us to get out there for a while yeah and we were going to do it last season but then the covids which right. the, the anniversary of covids coming up here. Uh, where it totally boned our march and whole lives up until this point and even past this point. So uh, what are you going to wear to our one-year anniversary? (laughs) (laughs) Leggings and a T-shirt, because that's all I have been wearing since March of 2020, because that's all I have to wear. Loungewear. I haven't worn my professional clothes in a year. Yeah, loungewear is the the new business cash. There's because that's it. That's all we can wear at the moment. Anyway, so we'll be getting out to the baseball fields and watching them in person here soon. As soon as basketball kind of wraps up, and um, we are con- contemplating making the trip down to Kitty to watch the girls play. Uh, need to check out the ticket situation for that as well. I know that they have very limited uh, fan seating for that, so we'll have to see what what's happening with that. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, but we're excited. We're ready for the, for the season to wrap up here. Hopefully, on a high note. Um, and so all I have to say is just if you're going to stop listening to this one and go directly into the Lamar, listen, uh, you might want to crack a beer, pour some wine, maybe a whiskey straight, uh, because we're, we're, we're not going to mince words on that one. Yeah, you're going to need something to get you through. 
anywho, hope you guys have a great night. If you go on to listen to the next episode, may God have mercy upon your soul. And always remember to Axe and Jacks. With Alex and Jacks.